He can take you with him on a bus or train, on a highway, or on a plane, backstage, or on a bike. It's Kevin Klein's Fuzzy Mike. You know, as one of the co-hosts on the Q Morning Zoo on the new 93Q, we have opportunities all the time to talk to uh, established country music stars and, more often than not, up-and-coming country music stars. And it wasn't too long ago that we had the opportunity to speak with uh, kind of a newcomer. Her name is Ingrid Andrus, and her CD ladylike just came out on march the 27th and we had a five-minute conversation with her and it was so cool it was so awesome and i got to thinking you know what five minutes just wasn't enough to speak with ingrid andrus and so i reached out to her management company and i said listen uh, we we only had five minutes and, and i think that there's a lot more that we can talk to ingrid and talk with ingrid about and so i said i'd like to set something up for the fuzzy mic and they were like yeah cool she's kind of quarantined right now, so she's not doing anything. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where my musical tastes lean a little bit heavier than than country music. But one of the things that I also like is I like sad songs, and that's uh, kind of where Ingrid's musical tastes lie. And so I think this is going to be a great conversation. Hello, is this Ingrid? It sure is. Ingrid, hi, it's Kevin Klein. What's up, Kevin? You are what's up. You know, I was just talking uh, the, <laughs> the intro here, and you and I and my uh, my radio uh, co-partner, Tim, talked about for about five minutes a couple weeks ago, and I, I, I reached out to your management, and I said she's too cool for just five minutes. I, I enjoyed that conversation immensely, and I'm hoping we can pick up where we left off. Oh, of course. I would yeah. love that. Congratulations on your March 27th release. Thank you so much. It's been interesting times, but I'm glad it's out there. It has been interesting times, and not only because of COVID-19, but prior to the quarantine, you actually had a, a brush with Mother Nature. Oh, that's, a, that's a nice way of putting it, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, a tornado hit my apartment building, so that was uh, pretty intense. Did you get injured? Uh, I did not. Luckily, my apartment was probably the only one in the building that didn't get it hit, but I still had to find a new place to live. How long did that take? Um, well, I'm still looking because nothing's really open. True. So I am in a temporary apartment just kind of chilling. Also, I can, like, hear my voice. I'm wondering, in... if, that'll, I'm, I'm wondering if that'll help. Oh, that is so much better. So much better? Okay. Yeah. Yes. That, that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm echoing myself. This is weird." Well, I, here we are. Okay. I was I was looking at the uh, the monitor where everything is going, is going in, and I noticed that if you were getting a little bounce back, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I got to fix that." So yeah, it happened to me. <laughs> it, it happened to me the other day. See, uh, people automatically think that because you're in radio, or probably maybe even to a degree you who is in music, that we automatically know electronic engineering. I don't. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I <laughs> do not. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Ladylike, yeah. it's a great, great album. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, I've uh, some of the songs were written like three years ago, and some were written very recently. So it was really cool to kind of bring them all together and have them kind of be in one same chapter. So how long ago was More Hearts Than Mine written? Um, I feel like, let's see, it came out last year, like a year ago, maybe. Almost a year ago. So I guess it was written like a year and a half ago. It's a brilliant so, song. So like around the holidays two years ago. So it, that song has been out for over a year now. You said you wrote it two and a half, three years ago. But people still call it new. When, when do you think new will be worn off on that? 
Or actually, <laughs> when, when when will new be uh, be something that we don't say about Ingrid Andrus as a newcomer? That is a great question. I mean, I love the fact that people are still finding it. I mean, I've only been, I put my first song out ever a year ago. So I feel like it's totally normal that I'm still new because it's not been very long. Um, but yeah, who knows? Uh, hopefully it'll be sooner than later, but I'm in no rush, really. I'm, I'm having a good time okay. just chilling and writing music. How long has it been for overnight success? Because it didn't just happen overnight. <laughs> no, it did not. Um, I feel like I've been, I mean, I've been writing for like five years, mm-hmm. um, but not for me, for other people. So I've been a songwriter for a while and worked with artists. And so I feel like that kind of gave me some time to figure out who I wanted to be as an artist instead of just jumping in. Um, Cause I really didn't know what I wanted to say. So I feel like I was just buying myself time to, to figure out who I wanted to be as a person and an artist. I want to get back to that statement you just made, but I also want to ask you prior to that, who you've written with or for Alicia Keys and Sam Hunt. Yes. Who, who, yeah. Who, who been... else am I missing? Who else am I missing? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's... <laughs> My question regarding that, it does kind of matter because you're probably giving something of yourself to that person or maybe picking up something from that person that you're writing for. What what have you garnered? What have you gained from that? Um, I have learned so much. Um, you kind of see how much it takes to be an artist, um, just with, like, how much time an artist has or doesn't have to write and, like, all the things they have to do. Um, aside from music. So you kind of get to see that and gauge whether or not that's something you want to do. And you also learn that not a, like a, a bunch of artists don't really actually know who they are. They're just, you know, waiting for people to tell them. Um, so I got to see a lot of that too. And so I feel like I've just learned a lot. There's like a big difference in, in artists who, who know who they are and who don't. So I really was able to sit back and kind of guide those artists who didn't, but then also learn from the artists who knew who they were. So it was a really cool experience. Well, one of your mentors is uh, one of the uh, former American Idol judges, Cara Diagardi. I mean, when you talk about a mentor, you went straight to the top, went straight to the source there. <laughs> yeah. She was, well, she was definitely the, the harshest mentor, I think, of them all, <laughs> which was really helpful for me um, because she – is very honest and was not afraid to tell me that, you know, like when a song I wrote was not good. And I feel like a lot of the times people want to be told that their songs are great, but that doesn't always help you become a better songwriter. So I learned very quickly to be open to critique, but not to take it to heart. How do you do that? Because songs are so intensely personal. How do you do that though? How do you separate that? Yeah. I mean, I think, the goal is to have other people relate to what to with what you're saying. So if somebody is like, I don't understand what you're saying here, or this has already been written, like this is not anything earth shattering or whatever. Um, I feel like that just puts it in per- into perspective. Like if your goal is to reach many people, like it shouldn't only make you happy, you know, it should, it should bring light to other people's lives as well. So if somebody says, I don't get what you're saying or this doesn't move me, then that kind of gives you a gauge on whether or not, you know, your writing is actually making sense to other people. So then it must be the ultimate in, I guess, uh, just a great feeling 
that something as intensely personal as More Hearts Than Mine is being so universally accepted and people are actually telling you, I lived that? It's honestly been the most rewarding experience ever. Um, I did not imagine that so many people would, you know, tell me that, oh, yeah, this is just like my family or, oh, my gosh, my daughter's going through this right now or like every it's just everybody coming out of the woodwork. It's like not just one type of person. It's literally everybody. So it's been a songwriter and artist dream for me to know that whatever I'm saying is actually connecting with people. That is so cool to me. Not only connecting with people, but connecting with both genders. You wrote it with two other uh, writing uh, friends who are both uh, guys, and men are actually telling you, hey, you know what, I've experienced that as well. So, I mean, you talk about a, a song that is just reaching every possible angle. It, it, that's it. I know. Which is great for me because everybody always warned me, like, oh, you're going to get a lot of creepy messages from guys being a female artist. And all of them have been, like, really sweet and them just being like, you've made me rethink, like, my dating life and how I need to take it a little more seriously. And I'm like, yeah, well, there you go. Hey, listen, <laughs> we, music is inspiring. Music can teach us things about life. And that that's a great song to get both inspiration and life lessons Go back to what you were saying earlier about you You wanted to make sure that you had your voice, you had your story. All of your songs seem to be so intensely personal. How come that took you a while to find that? Um, I think it was just building the confidence um, because I think a lot of times when you do get that personal and people don't like it, it really it sends a lot, of, a lot of artists off the rails a little bit. So to me, I just wanted to make sure... I had the craft of songwriting down first so that even if people didn't relate to what I was saying, that the song still sounded good. Um, so to me, it was more of like a craft confidence kind of thing. And I also like, I feel like you don't ever really know who you are officially, but I just, you know, really wanted to figure out like, okay, what do I have to say that has not already been said? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that takes some time to figure out. So then you say that the the the, uh, the CD is like uh, opening a, a diary from eight years of writing, uh, and then uh, we're talking about the the success of more hearts than mine. COVID nineteen has come. You've actually had to step back from the touring scene. You were supposed to be out with Dan and Shay already on the road. You've got some tours coming up. Uh, how has this shaped you and given you uh, a direction and a, and a vision of your own self? Um, I feel like it's given me time to step back and be grateful for everything that has happened over the past year. Um, I have been so all over the place. I didn't really have time to just really celebrate it and, you know, thank everybody for even being interested in my music. So I feel like it's given me time to, to be thankful and also more time to write because, you know, I was out a lot within the past year. So I didn't really, have as much time as I normally did to write. So I feel like I'm back back to my normal schedule of just writing every day. So that's been cool. But I read one of the things that you enjoy about the writing process is going to different places and writing in different uh, environments because you'll be inspired by that. With COVID-19, we're not allowed to travel right now. So are all of no. the things that you're writing about, are they the same thing? Oh, well, I mean, I, now I have to, like, really – dig into my my stories of things that haven't been told yet since i can't really go anywhere um i guess i could try writing something in a different language and pretend i'm in that country but that probably won't go very well <laughs> are you multilingual 
Um, no, not at all. I I took Spanish for a little bit, but that was only because I had a crush on somebody who was from Colombia. So oh. that, uh, if you, that if didn't you, last very long. If you could choose a language to learn other than English, what would you choose? Um, I would definitely want to be fluent in Spanish. Okay. For sure. Well, it's practical, for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it just sounds really cool to me, and I feel like it's, I don't know, I, I appreciate that culture because mm. tequila, you know. Well, I was going to get there, but you know what? Let's just jump right into <laughs> it right now. Uh, what is your brand? Um, I always have a bottle of Casamigos somewhere. Okay. Um, you, uh, you, Blanco. Blanco, okay. Um, have you tried George Strait's Codigo? I have. I actually did a, a test it, or a tasting with all of like the the mezcal. Do they do a no? It was reposado, I think. They do a blanco, um, a reposado, and an añejo. And isn't there one that's like a rosé one? Yes, he does have that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I tried all of them. Yeah, and it was very good. I feel like Nashville's just starting to pick up on Codigo. Which is so, interesting because uh, George is like the king, you know, and, and you would think that if his totally. name's on it. so uh, Yeah, well, Nashville's a little slow sometimes. Tequila is my drink of choice, so I'm going to have a bottle of tequila for you when you get here, uh, hopefully this summer, because you're going out with uh, with Tim McGraw, right? I am, yes. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's going to be big time stuff. Have you heard anything about the tour? Is it still on? As of now, yeah. There, there hasn't been any talk of it not being on, so I think... But obviously, everything is day by day at this point. Things could drastically change. But as of now, it is still in full force to happen in July. Have you envisioned what it's going to feel like being in a stadium and having thousands of fans sing More Hearts Than Mine back to you? Um, I feel like I'm I'm trying to picture it, but my brain has really not experienced anything like that before. So it's... (laughs) Really not. My imagination is, is failing me, but I guess that'll make the moment even more special when it happens. And then what about when, you know, obviously people know that because it's the radio single, but when people uh, start singing the title track, Ladylike, or when they start singing Bad Advice to you, that's got to be a completely different feeling. Yeah, that'll be very new for me since I haven't been able to really play those songs um, live since the album came out. So if people know know those, then that's going to be a really big deal to me because I have not experienced that before. Do you know which single, uh, which song will be the next single? We are still deciding because there are many choices. It's a good problem to have. Um, I feel like a lot of people, everybody has their own favorite from the album. So we're we're mid debate about it. If I could throw my two cents in, you could go with Ladylike, you could go with Bad Advice, you could go with Stranger. Any one of those three are just incredible songs. Incredible songs. Thank you. And you, Thank you, know, you so much. Ingrid, you're talking to a guy who my music of choice is death metal. Uh, so if, if I can <laughs> grab it, yeah, no, I, I do. That's, that's, what I, that's what I go for. But I cannot stop listening to those songs. And, and it's amazing. Oh, thank amazing. you. I actually just listened to some metal yesterday. Um, it's on my workout playlist. Do you know who it was? Do you remember but, who it was? Um, All That Remains. Who else is on there? Godsmack. Um, go. A Little Metallica. Okay. Um, Lamb of God. No, not Godsmack. Listen Godsmack to you. All right. Yeah. So, so, so we're going to play some Lamb of God and drink some Codigo when you get here. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> that was, honestly, that sounds like a dream come true. That would be my... 
my ideal hang for sure. See, I told the the Fuzzy Mike listeners, I said, you're going to be blown away by Ingrid Andrus because we had five minutes with her and there is so much more to talk about. And I, I do. I just, I, I, I love you and, and everything that you do. Thank you. And you're just, your personality, it's so cool. And I, I, if we were talking three years ago, we probably might not be having this conversation because women didn't really get a lot of radio airplay. But is that a bird? Oh, yes, I'm outside. <laughs> is that, no, that's cool. I thought maybe you might okay, have had great. a parakeet for a pet or something like that. Oh, my gosh, never. Oh, that would be disastrous. But you grew up with no, dogs, though, right? Outside. I did, yes. Many, I had, uh, all of our dogs were Labradors, so. Okay. Big dogs. You like big dogs. I do. So, but yeah, no, women are now just breaking the scene wide open. You're talking uh, yourself. We have Gabby Barrett. We've got Maddie and Tay. We've got uh, Maren Morris. I mean, most of those songs are yes. in heavy rotation here. So it's really, I, I love mean, that. there is a big gender disparity uh, in Nashville, but I think you guys are closing it. Do you feel that same way? I do, honestly. Um, I feel like when I went on radio tour, it was just when people were starting to realize like, oh yeah, I guess there aren't many women on the radio right now. And to me, being so new, I didn't realize, like, the struggle that that would, you know, bring. Because to me, I was just focusing on the music. And to me, if it's a good song, then it should be played. But I didn't realize there was such a a gender gap, really. Um, So it's been really cool to see people um, making a difference and paving the way. I feel like even though Casey isn't really into radio, I feel like she kind of made people aware and so did Kelsey. And I don't know, it's just a really, I really hope that it becomes like not a big deal anymore and that people can just like music for what it is and not have to focus on who's singing it, you know? Wouldn't it that, should be about the stories. Wouldn't that be wonderful if uh, if our world just stopped with the differences of gender, of race, and just appreciated things for what they are without labeling and without that be, categorizing? Yeah, that would be really awesome if we could do that. I feel like we're missing out on a lot of cool cool sounds and people and stories because we need to put things in a box, and I don't think that that's really helping us move forward as a society. I feel like the whole point is to, to move and grow and change, and cause that's what people have been doing since we all were alive. So I feel like it's it's just something that's a natural progression, and I hope people are more open-minded to it. it. Pretty much makes me uh, appreciate Ashley McBride even more than what we already do, because Ashley McBride just like, hey, man, this is it. This is me. Take it or leave it. And uh, you kind of have that similar uh, philosophy that, you know, you're going to be true to you, and if people like it, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. I mean, I love her, and I love like, – <laughs> to me, being an artist is owning who you are, and it's not changing and – you know, weighing your decisions on the opinions of others. Um, Because if you do that, then there's no point of being an artist because the whole point of that is to use your platform for good and to share perspectives. And either if people like it, great. If they don't, then that's fine too. I'm sure there's something else out there for them that they like. So as long as you keep the mentality that not everybody's going to like you, then I think you're going to be fine. Yeah, but there is that mentality and there is that fine line that, you know what, I, I, I got to make a living doing this. And so I've got to appeal totally. to, to some people. Yes. I mean, it's a very fine line. Indeed like, obviously, it is. don't, like, you know, walk around naked being like, this is fine. But I feel like, yeah, I think as long as you do it tastefully and you stay true to you, but, but you know, yeah, yeah it's a fine line. And you kind of learn as you go. Like, you don't obviously 
get it right out the gate, but I feel like that's why you have a team of people to help guide you. And it's not just the artist doing it. It's, it takes an army for sure. Okay. Let, let's talk about something here. I was going to wait until the very, very end of this because it's kind of touchy, but you just said you can't sit around naked and you said, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I look at like 10 pictures of you online and there's various stage of undress, couple of bra pictures, couple of low cut, uh, tops there. Ingrid, why don't we like clothes? <laughs> we do like them. Um, I just don't, I don't like, you know, pushing the boundary is fun for me. And I feel like it's just clothes are a representation of an expression of who you are. And to me, it's just more of a fun style thing. I don't really take it that seriously. Um, and, you know, I grew up very, very conservative and, you know, I've already lived that part of my life to where I felt very repressed and not able to express myself. So I feel like now is the time to just experiment as a young adult and figure out what you're into and what you're not. So to me, it's just self-expression. No, I was totally kidding. You you pull off every look that you have is very classy. And, <laughs> and, and, and But even on your, in your Instagram, you give credit, uh, a lot of credit to your stylist. Uh, when was the last time you had a haircut? Um... That's a great question. I actually got my hair trimmed like a few weeks ago before I did the Colbert show. Uh -huh. But I honestly lose track of when I need to get my hair cut. That is not my forte. Well, how girly girl are you? Because I know you said you have a, a lot of uh, a lot of tomboy in you. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I mean, I try to keep up. Like, I obviously want to look presentable. But, you know, I don't really know how to put on eyeshadow or anything. So I'm still I'm using this quarantine time to look up YouTube videos of how to properly apply makeup. Hey, I, I noticed that uh, you had uh, some advice given to you from Karen Fairchild of Little Big Town. You're a big fan of theirs, I think, right? I am. Yes, they've been in the business a long time, and I feel like they have given me some some solid advice for sure. What was that advice? I mean, there was so much. I mean, the one that really stuck out to me um, was them saying to always go with your gut because they've been around for a while and they were like, you know, we've made some decisions that we, you know, regret because we listened to what the industry said and felt like we needed to do something. But in our gut, we knew it wasn't us, but we did it anyway. And it's caused us to, you know, have to change the labels and go through a lot of extra steps when really we could have just stayed true to us. And so I feel like that really resonated with me for sure. So as a new artist, how do you stick up for yourself with uh, with a producer or with a record label and not fear being rejected? Um, have you had that confrontation I, yet? Have you had to have that? I think, as I mean, I went into looking for a deal, like, very confrontational. Like, I feel like you have to present yourself with, like, and act like how you're going to be because you don't want to get signed and then be this person that you weren't before so I feel like presenting yourself the way that you want to be is very important because then that way they know what they're dealing with so to me Warner has always known that I have a path and I have a vision and that's what they like about me so I feel like you just have to find the right team of people that respect you for who you are mm -hmm. um and then it can only get better from there. Yeah. No, they signed you for a reason. I know that you said you're into sad songs. What's the song you wish you would have written? Um, House That Built Me, 100%. Oh, isn't that a beautiful song? That That is such a well-written, beautiful song. It is just mind-blowing. I love that song so much. What was Tom it? Douglas is a genius. 
what was it about the dance that attracted you to music, the dance from Garth Brooks? I know that was uh, somebody yeah, that was your uh, favorite that, uh, first song anyway. I guess I didn't really hear, obviously I, I just started listening to country, but I didn't hear, I it was mostly guitar-heavy songs, and so I was taking piano lessons, and I was like, well, I can't play any of those, and then I heard the dance, and I was like, oh, there's a piano, and this is a beautiful song. So I became obsessed because it was like the first country song that I'd heard that started with a piano. Okay, piano players, Elton John or Billy Joel? Uh, Billy Joel. Oh, but Elton John's so good. But ah. I like Billy Joel's music a little. Oh, that's tough. Uh, that was my first answer, Billy Joel. Uh, yeah, go. but I listen to both of them equally. Like Karen Fairchild told you, go with your gut. Yep, exactly. S- stick with your first answer. Place that you uh, have not <laughs> yeah. traveled to but you want to. Um... I really I haven't been to anywhere in South America okay. so I would love to experience that um, but I've gone a lot of cool places but that's one where maybe I could learn Spanish and head down there and maybe you know take salsa dancing lessons what's the coolest place you've been to your favorite uh, my favorite so far is probably oh I think London was really cool. Actually, you know what? Australia. That place was crazy. It was, like, so different than what I had imagined, but it was better. And been... I got to hold a koala. So you that did? was pretty dope. A baby or a full yes. one? A full bread. A full... a full one. No kidding. Are they gentle? This they one. are, and sleepy and heavy. <laughs> I could only hold it for, like, a minute. And then I was like, okay, I got to put you down. You're adorable, but, like. Not that strong. I know you went to France. You wrote a couple of songs while you were in France. Do you like uh, Do you like going and exploring and learning? Uh, you just said you want to go to South America so you can learn Spanish more. But have you had struggled with uh, when going to places with a language barrier? Um, <laughs> really, only in Germany because that language is so different from English, yeah. and a lot of the places in Germany don't really um, go out of their way to put any signs in English up, but I feel like as long as you have somebody who kind of vaguely speaks it, it's fine. And I also downloaded an app that converts, you know, text to to whatever I phone up and like have them read it, which they were very annoyed. So what a, what a <laughs> phenomenal know, time. It. <laughs> we yes. live in great and times, the, don't we? Yes, we do. And hand gestures work too. Sometimes. Most of the time, not really. Yeah, well, you got to be careful sometimes with hand gestures over in foreign countries because what it means over here means completely different over there. <laughs> yes. Indeed. I know. I've gotten a lot of weird looks, and I'm just like, okay, maybe hand gestures the right way. Well, you know, we, we talked uh, the other day to a couple of other country artists, and, uh, you know, COVID-19 has given us uh, a different perspective on life. It's given us opportunities, and one that has afforded uh, you and me, if you were on the road right now, I probably wouldn't have had 30 minutes of your time, so... Uh, congratulations on oh, everything. Yeah, you are just, you're, you're special. You really are. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you asking great questions. You know, I, I just like, Garth Brooks told me this a while back. He says, you know what? He goes, I just love learning about people. And I'm like, you? He goes, yeah, that's the best thing in life. And that's kind of what I do. You know, I just have conversations with people. And I do my research, obviously. I do my homework. And, uh, you know, just listen to what you answer and, and try and play off of that. But um, when you come to uh, when you come to Houston, go to go on me, kid. Yes, and death metal. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself, okay? Of course, Kevin. You too. Nashville musician Ingrid Andrus. My thanks to Ingrid for joining us. Also, my thanks to Stephanie Haggerty, who is the record rep 
for Ingrid Andrus. Thanks also to my colleague at the new 93Q, Christy Brooks, for helping set up that interview as well. The executive producer of the Fuzzy Mike is Trish Klein. Social media director, Lisa Tynan. Production elements, Zach Sheesh at theradiofarm.com. I'm your host, Kevin Klein. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and at thefuzzymike.com. See you next time on The Fuzzy Mike. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Fuzzy Mike with Kevin Klein. Check back often and stay fuzzy, friends. Fuzzy Mike is a presentation of the Kevin Klein Fuzzy Mike Industry, Incorporated, LLC.